This broadcast was sponsored by A Cat Called Monster, a book about a Singapore cat with a crooked tail. It's available from Amazon. Hello, this is Leslie Schaefer, and this is How the World Looks from Singapore on Thursday, March 29th, 2018. These are the top headlines from Singapore today. Asian stock markets recovered some of their losses in pre-holiday trading. French carmaker Renault is reportedly in talks to merge with Japanese carmaker Nissan. Singapore-listed Semcorp Industries CEO and top executives have taken a pay cut. Singapore's immigration authorities arrested a woman trying to smuggle drugs in her underwear. A 78-year-old woman fought off an armed robber. And in regional news, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has set a date with South Korea's president. In the United States, a Taiwanese exchange student was arrested for allegedly threatening to massacre his classmates, and the White House's revolving door has gone for another unusual spin. In the markets, Asian shares traded mostly higher in pre-holiday trade. The Straits Times Index ended up 1.3%, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index rose 0.2%, and Japan's Nikkei added 0.6%. European shares were also trading higher. In the United States, futures indicated shares might open a bit higher on Thursday after the three major indexes finished lower on Wednesday. Traders may have been unwilling to hold on to bets ahead of the long holiday weekend. That would include bets that shares might continue to fall. The end of the quarter is also looming, and that may lead some fund managers to square their books. But some analysts have also pointed to signs of easing tensions, particularly on the Korean Peninsula. Additionally, in the United States, economic growth data was revised higher for the first quarter to 2.9% amid stronger spending. In business news, French carmaker Renault and Japanese carmaker Nissan are reportedly in talks to merge. That's according to a Bloomberg report citing people with knowledge of the matter. A marriage of the two companies would solidify their two-decade-long alliance. Currently, Renault owns 43% of Nissan, and Nissan owns 15% of Renault. Carlos Ghosn, who is chairman of both companies, would be expected to run the combined company. The potential deal is reportedly driven by disruption in the auto sector from the shift toward electric vehicles, as well as car-sharing services and autonomous driving. In local business news, Semcorp Industries CEO Neil McGregor and other top executives will be voluntarily taking a 10 to 15 percent pay cut. They said it was to, quote, underscore their support of the company through these challenging times. McGregor still took home 1.14 million Singapore dollars in salary last year and $521,000 in bonuses, even with the cut. Last year, Simcorp's net profit fell more than 40% from 2016, amid lower contributions from the utilities and marine businesses. That's according to a Straits Times report. The Immigration and Checkpoints Authority, or ICA, caught a Singaporean couple trying to smuggle in tablets of a benzodiazepine-type drug known on the streets sometimes as Happy Five. The drug was found in the woman's underwear. Their car was stopped at the Woodlands checkpoint, and after the 33-year-old man behaved in an evasive manner, officers conducted further checks. Their four-year-old child was also in the car. 
The couple, the drugs, and the vehicle were all handed over to the Central Narcotics Bureau. A 78-year-old woman managed to foil an armed robbery. She was working at a convenience store near the Jalan Bissar Sports Complex when a 28-year-old man entered and allegedly tried to rob her with a penknife. The police said she put up a fight and the suspect fled without any money. She wasn't injured and the suspect was arrested later in the day. The police said they also seized the penknife. He'll be charged with attempted armed robbery and could face a jail term of two to seven years, and he could also receive as many as 12 strokes of the cane. In regional news, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and South Korean President Moon Jae-in have set a date. They'll be meeting on April 27th at a border village. It's the first meeting between the two countries' leaders in more than a decade. In fact, there's only been two such meetings since the end of the Korean War in 1953, once in the year 2000, and again in 2007. South Korea's unification minister reportedly didn't give a clear answer on whether the talks would include the issue of North Korea's nuclear weapons program. The talks with South Korea's president follow Kim's visit to Beijing in the last week. It's possible that by setting up separate talks with China, South Korea, Washington, and potentially also with Russia and Japan, that Kim may be trying to disrupt any united front among these countries. That comes as the United Nations has imposed harsh sanctions on North Korea in an attempt to push it to give up its nuclear weapons program. That's according to an AP News report. In Malaysia, the parliament amended the fake news bill currently under debate to lower the maximum jail time. That was after harsh criticism that the maximum jail term of 10 years and fines of as much as 500,000 ringgit were too high. It's now been lowered to a maximum term of six years, although the size of the potential fine is the same. The bill has also been amended to now say it would apply when fake news is spread maliciously, compared with the previous wording of knowingly. Rights groups are still extremely critical of the bill, amid fears it can be used to allow the government to control the media. Opposition politicians also worry the ruling party could use the bill to target them, especially ahead of upcoming elections. That's according to a Channel News Asia report. In the United States, a Taiwanese exchange student was arrested in suburban Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for allegedly making terroristic threats by boasting of a plan to massacre his high school classmates. The 18-year-old student, An So Sun, allegedly had begun assembling a military-style arsenal in his bedroom, with police finding ammunition, a crossbow, a ski mask, and gun-making components. Police added that in February, Sun had taken a high-caliber bullet to school to show off to a classmate. Police said that Soon had also used a school iPad to research assault rifles and how to buy them. Soon's lawyer said the student's behavior was harmless and that he was a military enthusiast who hadn't realized how such a joke would be interpreted. He also noted that Sun's collection of paraphernalia was all legal. Sun's lawyer noted he had been accepted at a U.S. university and had planned to major in criminal justice. Soon's parents are Taiwanese TV actors Di Ying and Soon Peng. Di said her son's alleged threat was a joke or a language misunderstanding. That's according to a Washington Post report. 
In the latest odd political news from the United States, the figurative revolving door at the Trump White House has been taken for another spin. U.S. President Trump fired Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin and nominated the White House doctor, Ronnie Jackson, to replace him. Trump claimed Jackson was, quote, highly trained and qualified, but the president didn't explain what those qualifications were and how they related to running the government's second largest department. While he is a doctor, Jackson appears to have no management background. The VA cares for 9 million military veterans across 1,700 government-run health facilities. It employs 360,000 people, and it has a budget of as much as $186 billion annually. But Trump was reportedly impressed with Jackson press conference on the president's health, where Jackson told reporters Trump had received a perfect score on a cognitive exam. The outgoing Secretary Shulkin had faced controversies over his travel expenses, making him the second cabinet secretary to depart over this. Government watchdogs had found that Shulkin improperly accepted Wimbledon tennis tickets and that Shulkin's then-chief of staff had doctored emails to justify his wife traveling to Europe with him at taxpayer expense. The day before the inauguration, Trump reportedly said that his cabinet had, quote, by far the highest IQ of any cabinet ever assembled. Ignoring the dubious nature of the claim, around a quarter of that cabinet has now departed through the Trump White House's figurative revolving door. Only Presidents Ford and Truman saw more cabinet replacements in the first 450 days in office. Both of those presidents took over for a predecessor who resigned or died. That's according to reports from AP News and The Washington Post. This has been Leslie Schaefer, and those are the headlines from Singapore on Thursday, March 29, 2018. Enjoy the long holiday weekend. I'll be back on Monday.